Welcome to the Lakes United We Stand podcast. Uh, the coach which we're on has just turned off the M62 into Liverpool. I'm Andy Mitten and I'll be speaking to various people for this podcast tonight. With some trepidation that must be said at the moment because Liverpool are flying and Manchester United are floundering. This podcast is brought to you thanks to the support of Betfred. Fred Doan is a lifelong Manchester United fan. He opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. We're just going past Queen's Drive in Liverpool. There's the Queen's Drive, there's the King's Drive. Liverpool's markedly different to Manchester for me. The accents, obviously. <coughs> the architecture. It's a coastal city. The two football stadiums are very close to each other. A couple of miles outside of the city centre. So we're going to work our way round to them. The coach we're on has got the words Manchester Storm written on the side. I think it's normally used by uh, the, the ice hockey team. I'll just try and get a measure of what people think about the, the game going through it. How are you feeling going to Anfield? I'm absolutely dreading it. First time I've absolutely dreaded a game. Because it's just fear and absolute embarrassment. Oh, I hope I'm wrong. Because I don't think there's anybody in this team who's playing who'd put up a fight. The two that get a load of grief, Fred and McTominay, if they were playing, they'd put a fight up, but I'm not sure about the rest of them. <laughs> Young man, 15 years old, going to Anfield, how are you feeling? Um, I'm not looking forward to this time, to be honest with you. I've got no hope. Uh, no, come on. Well, this is a thing, like, if someone said to me, would you take a tuna loss, I'd probably, I'd say no still. Like, there's always that little, that little sliver of hope. But I am dreading an absolute battering today, to be honest with you. Can I have a prediction? Another 15-year-old lad? How are you thinking about, this is your first trip to Anfield, yeah? How are you yeah, thinking? Um... Well, well, it will, well, it will be like really hard to win. Yeah. So, so let's see. Yeah. So let's see a two-one United. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Now you're gonna sing. Right. Just sing. a quickie. Yeah, of course. Um, thanks for coming with us today, as you know. Just pause it then, because uh, we'll see. Announcement. Um, we're coming in to the sign past Crockstuff Hall. That's where Wayne Rooney's from, Crockstuff. And football stadia. How are you feeling? Got Wanfield now. How am I feeling? Trepidation, nervous, not looking forward to it particularly, but you never know, do you? Probably like we used to come in the 80s, wasn't it? You know, when sometimes you used to turn them over. Well, more often than not, we did turn them over. So perhaps today, they might. Perhaps we might. How many times have you been here? Uh, every time since 1987, apart from the one behind closed doors. Really? Yeah. What's been your best and worst moments in all those times you've the seen? Free each, the free each. The free each. Mr. gave it the V sign to the cop. He weren't blowing a cigar. He was giving it the fucking Vs, the fucking Scouse cunts. 88. Uh, um, the 2-1 when we won the league in 93 when um, Sparky scored. So, um, John O'Shea last minute. Lows, isn't it? We've, we've done as well here as they've done against us. Reece, in the Premier League, I know in the 80s United used to win, but it's the first division then, wasn't it? How are you feeling? I'm daunting. I can't see anything good coming from today. At all. There's no 
I can't see anything what what we can do well today I'll be honest I'm very worried I'm a very worried scared boy <laughs> score prediction I don't I don't want to because yeah, we end up predicting against Manchester United Steve I know you're busy um, you're normally interviewing people for these United you stand podcasts um, this is your first ever trip to Anfield <laughs> when did you first come um, first time I came was with some lads from uh, when I was at Building College in Manchester so what would it be between somewhere between 1979 and 81 and we came um, they, were, they were new Moston lads and I came in a what well, could have been a transit van with an old mattress in the back and um, the lad had sorted us all tickets out and everything like that and we ended up in the cop and there was a load of United in the cop that day and I remember, well, I remember trying to get back and thinking, I'll never find my way back to this track. And, and we did eventually. But it was the usual stuff that in those days, when you came out, you were wary of people asking you the time because it did happen. You knew that they, you knew that a lot of them carried blades. You knew that they put a matchstick between them. You knew people who did get caught. And it was a completely different atmosphere to the one that we've seen at Anfield in the last few, say, the last few years, maybe, you know, the last 10 years. It's a completely different game and I think when it goes back to everything we've talked about in the atmosphere tonight and, and what it'll be like, um, it'll hurt tonight losing but the worst for us I think was the times when they were in the supremacy and we never had seen you know, the things that we saw so it's a, it's a far better situation to be in I'd hate it if they won it this year they'd get the same towards I know there'd be two asterisks by the side of it um, I know it's why well obviously they can't count the one where they changed all the rules halfway through the season that's just ridiculous there's no other sport that would change the rules halfway through and have this that and the other uh, and the number of subs and everything like that that obviously and secondly you know um you do feel sorry for him having the amount of asthma sufferers that they do. You know, 23 out of the squad is a huge amount and I understand that they've got to be medicated to get through that and, and have high steroids and, and caffeine to supplement. Obviously, you know, it's, it's valid that they've got that. But, my God, some, someday someone's got to wipe those off, surely. Two years on one year Would you see any... I realise I'm asking you to compliment Liverpool but they're clearly a very good team is there anything about them that, that, that you admire or does your Manchester United lens is it so strong that it's difficult to see through it and see any attributes that you would admire in Liverpool no Klopp's built a fantastic side and he's taken some very good players and made them believe that they can't be beaten. I think it was a few years ago when Collins was fighting Newbank and Newbank got scared because Collins had gone to a psychiatrist or gone to a psychologist, a hypnotherapist, and they told him he couldn't lose. And he really got into Newbank's head that I can't beat someone who doesn't think they can possibly lose. And I think, in a certain way, Klopp has got into Liverpool's head that, that it's okay, you'll be fine, you're going to win, you'll find a way. And you're good enough to win. And I'll show you how to do it on the pitch. You just carry out what I'm saying. And I think he's been fantastic for that. And yes, we missed out on that, didn't we? Because he, he allegedly he was in for United or he was thought about for United. We didn't get him. We were never in that sort of race to get him, I don't think. But he was the sort of person, that mentality that we probably needed, that strength that we needed. And now he's uh, brought that to Liverpool and Steve, it'll last a long bins. time. Right, we're coming up towards where we turn. Thank you, Steve. We're there. 
through the podcast that you've done this season as well. Um, Any more vibes? Very soon. Not yet where fans are seeing where we're Any from. Quite interesting. We're just passing uh, no more bags. It's a beautiful it's a night, yeah. It's light night. And it's a huge game for Liverpool because they want to win the league. And there's even been talk of trebles and quadruples. My word, how worrying does that sound? So, how old were you when you first went to Anfield? 15, about 77-78 um, season. Graham Sooners made his debut for them. What was it like? Well, we went to the ground and we didn't have tickets, but I managed to get a ticket for the cop. So I went in, in the ground there and just sort of just trying to blend in. And a guy next to me starts talking to me, saying about how well Steve Iwe was playing and somebody was coming off the bench and all that. And I've just sort of got a brilliant impression of a nodding dog all afternoon. You just agreed with everything he said? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Did he, did he say anything about Manchester United? Not really, but the problem, he seemed like a real sort of Liverpool fan who just was bothered about Liverpool, but there's people around you could hear if you said anything. <laughs> there's the people around that you think that, you know, that might not be very good. So if you heard your Manchester accent, then it could have been... Why did you go in the cop? Because you couldn't get any United. But, yeah, I went, we went down without tickets, we didn't get tickets, and we just bought tickets outside, and I ended up in the cop. About 15 years old, you know. <laughs> What's been your best memory of a trip to Anfield? You know what, the, the, the guy I mentioned earlier, that three-all draw. But one that I do remember is when we won one, we drew one all. Norman Whiteside equalised in the last minute in 84. That tends to be one of my favourites. It doesn't get talked about much, but that was, that was brilliant to me. <laughs> what about the worst one? <sighs> Mine was when we... I think losing the 92, league. Losing the, losing league. the league, I think. That's the, the worst. I don't think it can get much worse than that. Well, hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not going to win the league this year, but... Yeah. So just walked across Stanley Park. It was a bit edgy, actually. A big group of United fans were kept back by police and then escorted in, singing towards the turnstiles with uh, vitriol flying back and forward. I've just seen another Manchester United fan uh, making his way to the Hillsborough Memorial, which he says he always does. He always goes by himself. The sun is going down. It's a beautiful night here in the coastal village um, of Liverpool. And with a couple of Liverpool fans, uh, Nick, you were actually on this podcast in September, not around the Man United-Liverpool game, but you, we bumped into you before Manchester United-Villarreal, and you said then that Liverpool will win the league. I did. Um... I, you know, I think a lot of pundits wrote Liverpool off early in the season because of last year. You know, when we had, you know, horrific central defense defense problems. You know, lost all our centre backs, played two kids we'd never played before and probably will never play again. And yet we still ended up finishing third. Um, behind United. Behind United. But yeah, I, I always thought that you know once we got Van Dijk back, Matic was fit. You know, we added obviously Canate in the summer that them along with Yotta who missed a significant portion of the season settled team again that we would be able to kick on and, and you know challenge City again uh, and you know as we said back in September we thought Chelsea would have issues with some of their signings settling in um, You think you'll win the league still? Yeah I think we've got a good think chance Think you win the double? I think we'll win the quadruple Do you really? <laughs> I think we've got a really good chance I mean I think Villarreal in the semi-finals is as good a draw as you could have hoped for 
Um, if I'm sent to cover that, I think I'm going to be. If you were to reach the final in Paris, I'm just going to run on a pitch to stop it happening. I mean, it must be difficult for you with potentially City winning their first European Cup or Liverpool winning a quadruple. Well, it is. But I'm interviewing you, <laughs> not the other way around. Yeah, it's, it's not a good time to be a Manchester United fan. I can't, can't pretend otherwise. Which players have done well for you this year? Pretty much everyone. I mean, there's like, like everyone's played exceptionally well. There's been, you know, very little, few have fallen off. You know, they've all had high standards. Jota, Salah, Mane, all, you know, what top top five scorers in the league. Friends has been solid again. I, I think Allison has been, you know, fantastic. He, I think with the, the way we play, with the defence playing so high up, um, you know, him being able to start you know, 20 yards from goal and, and he makes such crucial saves. You know, he did it again at the weekend against Jesus. Um, yeah, it's a great time to be a Liverpool fan. And Klopp, with fans of the second most successful team in terms of league titles, is he very popular? Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's fantastic. He really connects with the fans. I think that's, I think that's the, you know, the biggest thing with him and the fans is... That, yeah, that connection it really helps the team. It's what we've missed for a number of years since Rafa. You're a very, very rare breed. Uh, a match-going home and away Liverpool fan. You go to every single game. You go to all European matches, and you live in, in in Manchester. So you obviously see what's going on with Manchester United more than maybe some Liverpool fans who live over here. What do you make of it all? Does it just look like a complete mess to you? Yeah, I think it has done for a number of years. I mean, changing managers, changing players, doesn't seem to be a consistent system. You know, I thought, obviously, but big names in the summer, but they don't really seem to have fitted into to the side. Players like Pogba kind of never really settled or, you know, played to their you know, potential. Um, it just seems like one big mess. And, you know, the same happened to Liverpool, obviously, after, you know, Rodgers and the... the um, Gillette Hicks era just everything was a mess and it took a long time to what, three, four years on the clock to, to get that you know that structure again yeah, I think I think what will happen with United they'll need maybe with Ten Hag three years of patience you know building slowly you know I mean, you look at the standards that City and Liverpool are at now, 90 points every season. You know, it's not something you'll change overnight, so... I speak to your dad, Stephen F. Kelly, renowned author of, what, 12 books? Most of them about Liverpool? Yeah, most about Liverpool. Go on, then. Go say on, what you want to say. What I want to say. You're about to play Manchester United at home. You're yeah, near the top of the league. I think it'll be a tough game, you know, and these games are never simple. I mean, you know, when it was a reverse and Liverpool weren't doing well... It was often a tough game against United. We gave you, a, you know, a good run for your money, and it's like the derby game as well. You know, next on Sunday, that'll be difficult because um, United will throw everything at us tonight. I think it'll be. Di- We're playing nine in defence. <laughs> how are we going to do that? <laughs> well, yeah. How are you? <laughs> right, I've not heard that. Um, I, I just don't. I don't think it'll be quite. Two goalkeepers. I don't think it'll be quite as simple. For them. <laughs> I don't. I don't always share his optimism. I mean, I think Liverpool will win. They've got to win. You know, there's no two ways about it. Is this the best Liverpool team you've seen? Yes. And you've followed Liverpool since since late 1950s. Wow. I had this discussion with David Furclough. Remember David Furclough, super he's, sub. He was super Liverpool? sub. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't remember him, but I, I'm aware of his reputation, yeah. and it was a very good player. And Steve Highway. Was, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had this discussion with with David Furclough the other day. 
And I said, is this the best team he'd seen? And he said, no, he reckoned the, the mid-80s side was the best of the lot. I don't think so. I mean, I think this is a fantastic side. I really do. Um, and I think they've proven it. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the 80s side was fabulous to watch. As indeed was the 70s side. I've got to get something out of these interviews. What's your worst memory in Liverpool-Manchester United matches? Oh, God, yes, I'll tell you. Um, Cantona scoring at Wembley. I took him to that the cup final. It was off his first trip to Wembley. So just talk through the goal. <laughs> well, it was one of those shots from outside the area that could have gone anywhere. And 99 times out of 100 times, it would have flown over the, over the bar. But bugger me, it goes straight into the back of the net, past the ruck of players and into the back of the net. I was devastated. And your players had to go on wearing white, off-white suits. What's your worst moment? I'm not letting you have your best one. You've had enough. Oh, gosh. I mean, there's been quite a few bad ones, haven't there? You came here quite a few years running. That O'Shea one, last minute. Glorious. Uh, Matter. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, they're all pretty bad, to be honest. Right, tell you two others. Go on. One of them was the FA Cup semi-final replay at Goodison, which yeah. you won, I think 2-1. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one was when you robbed us at the double in 1977. FA Cup in final. In the FA Cup final, yeah. And, and I, I was only four. Um, Liverpool were strong favourites going were, into that game. They yeah. were, because they, they were in the European Cup final yeah. a few days later. And where were you that day? I was in London. At the game? No, I couldn't get couldn't get a ticket for the game. Was it a hard ticket, really? Oh, Even yeah. though you like you go all the matches. It was well, a I was just I was a student as well, so I didn't have loads of money to throw getting tickets for games. Okay, um, there's no natural ending to this interview. I'm basically going <laughs> to go into the away end, and you're where you just sit on the cop. On the cop? Yeah. What, what, um, what row? Halfway up. Row 30. 30 yeah. You still uh, clap goalkeepers? Will you clap De Gea tonight? Of course we will. We always do. Why? We always do. Most of them ignore us. Well, you know, I've always wondered that because <laughs> when they get a good clap and they respond themselves and they get a good clap, they then play out of the skins. <laughs> I've just gone from like, I'm feeling all right when I met you two and I've just gone really, <laughs> really nervous now. Can't believe that what, what's your football prediction? does... I full of bluff and bluster about this one I, I, 10% of me thinks Manchester United will win the game but Liverpool are clearly better than Manchester United the game at Old Trafford was horrendous you've got a very good team you've got a very good manager I just I'm clinging to this hope that somehow we'll do something that makes us leave the game with smiling and Robbins of the league title well that's hardly consolation either because <laughs> what's the alternative <laughs> No, yeah. That's like my wife saying to me, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave you for <laughs> this best mate or that best mate. <laughs> That's, I'm just thinking about United. And I, I hope that the team I support play well. Yeah. And <laughs> get lucky. If they do, I'm on the pitch, mate. Right. So I'm going to run right up to the cop. What row are you on? 30. Right. Wave to us. I will get, if Manchester United score a last minute winner, mm. I will get to row 25. <laughs> so look out for me. Nice to speak to you both. Yeah. How are you, Andy? You take it. This is horrendous. Soon it'll look after 21 minutes. This is just absolutely awful. I was really worried about this game, I was before, but this is just awful now.
Seventy minutes gone, and it's Liverpool three, Manchester United nil. The third goal came after United played the best football of a poor performance. Fell behind right at the start. So once again, <laughs> Liverpool are passing the ball rather well on top. Fans are goading each other. Taking the piss seems demanding front of me. He looks like Barry Bethel. As a small business owner, you're juggling a hundred balls in the air and don't have time to interview candidates who just aren't qualified for your role. LinkedIn jobs makes it easier for you to find the people you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs. You can tap into the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the United Kingdom. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires against the leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free just visit linkedin.com forward slash united. Again, that's linkedin.com forward slash united to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Back at the coach after the game, um, some young Liverpool fans just walked past, giving it the Munich. Uh, there's a little bit of a couple, but there's a lot of police around. Our coaches are by the side of, of Stanley Park. 4-0 um, to Liverpool, following on the 5-0 at Old Trafford. 9-0 against Liverpool. Yeah, oh, it's been horrendous. And now we've just been told that the um, 62s have closed. Probably the East Lancers. So, one, one of them nights. The worst. That's, yeah, the worst. What's your reaction? Do you know what, Andy? Even for what we've seen this year and probably over the last few years, the most cowardly performance that I've, I've seen a United team in years. I mean, Pogba faked an injury to go off. Uh, Rashford barely moved, no one put a tackle in. Paul, like just beyond belief. It, we, you know, you know that thing about oh, they could have they could have played all night and and they wouldn't have created a chance. We genuinely could have played all night and all tomorrow and not created a chance. The most cowardly performance I've ever seen. It. There was no Norman White side to at least put a few tackles in. No one ran the line, and every time they got the ball, yeah, we know they're better than us, and. But every time we got the ball, there's just this culture in this club at the moment where no one seems asked, people walk about the pitch. And when you play Liverpool, especially how good they are at the moment, if you're not up for it totally, you'll get battered. And it was the most predictable battering. We all kind of knew it before. We all get on the coach and come to the game again, hoping it'll be better or that something will happen where a bit of spirit comes in. As bad as I've seen us, probably in my lifetime, this is potentially the worst United team I've seen. And that includes like, the team in the 80s that never got near titles and stuff like that. There was something about them. 
there's, there's nothing about this. Keep De Gea, possibly Sancho, hope that Bruno gets back and the rest of them. They can, they can never play for the club again. I mean, it's, it's endemic, it's just, it's appalling, mate. And it's hard to watch. It's even, it's a really good end at the start tonight. Everybody's up for it, despite where we're at, you know, and they just suck the life out of you. It was set, I thought, for the first 15 minutes of the second half that they'd had some kind of different game plan whereby they chased it down and chased it down. And I know Bruno gets a lot of stick, but he never stopped running and he never stopped chasing down. And then Rashford started to do it and Lingard was doing it. And you saw this, and Sancho, they started with this plan to, to, to really push them. And you thought, well, they're showing a little bit of gumption here, they're showing a little bit of themselves. But the dissociation between the defence and the attack is incredible. There is no... It was so easy for them to go, let's go down the left, win the ball. So, OK, one of the attackers lost one. So, I think uh, it was Alanga first this time, and it was um, Hannah Law, wasn't it, second. But they lose the ball, it goes down the left, and you knew the moment the ball got put in the, put in the area... Out of our four defenders, there only had to be one Liverpool player, and it would find their one Liverpool player. Because our, we can't defend. We don't like defending clearly, and none of the defenders have got anything like any chemistry between each other. You can move as soon as you get on. Right. They've got no chemistry between them. They don't actually want to play for Manchester United, in my opinion. And I think it summed it up when you watch Maguire walk away after. Ronaldo's goal the, the, the Reds are somewhere Saturday else. he just walked up the pitch head down he doesn't give a toss about us being a captain yeah they're, they're, I think the Reds have just gone two months ago they're, they're on the beach aren't they ready for summer the end yeah, yeah, can't come quick enough I don't even know if, they, if it's that like I don't, they, they've just gone as footballers they do they do but it's been particularly bad the last two months I mean and, and, and I actually don't think at that team they started today you can I mean, probably take Pogba and probably Rashford at the moment are, are probably trying as hard as you might think but like Matic Lindelof Maguire Delo I don't think you can they're the kind of players you criticise without tra- they, aren't, they don't try they just know where they're up to just don't tackle there's a lot of uh, frustration here which is quite understandable just getting on the coach now and, uh, it's going to take us back to you have to let your brother know it does get better than this man. I know mate I know it's true I brought my little brother tonight and uh, as you say let him know that it's not always this bad it's a morning after the night before a beautiful morning in manchester the birds are singing and uh that's about it that's positive uh, it was a terrible terrible night last night it's one of the lowest moments as a manchester united fan from my own perspective um one of the other ones was actually 30 years ago walking across stanley park after liverpool had won the league in 1992 we've had 13 league titles since then the idea of United winning another league title seems improbable at the moment, but the club will rise again. There's major issues there. Um, we've seen the fans protesting about the, the Glazers. That is a cloud that hangs over Manchester United. A headache that continues following a takeover that should never, ever have been allowed to happen in 2005. There's going to be more changes. Eric Ten Hag is going to come in. Uh, I, I wrote the story today about changes in recruitment with Jim Lawler and Marcel Boot, the two most senior scouts at the club. They are leaving now, so the operation will become uh, more streamlined. It was probably becoming too heavy, but the bottom line there is, well, they definitely did 
uh, a good job at times in recent years. United scouting has been and recruitment um, has been widely criticised, and with good reason. The club have squandered so much money on players who've not reached the required standards. So that's why we're out on this beautiful Thursday morning in Manchester. I'm going to go to Arsenal at the weekend, and we'll bring you the next podcast from there. Am I confident? Not really. Am I confident United are going to get something against Chelsea? No, not really. Got to start doing a fanzine. Yes, we've got to start doing a fanzine. Have a good day, all of you. Thanks for listening. Sorry it's like this.